Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. Hey, Lawsy. Hello, there's Debbie. How are you going? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> How are you? I'm bloody good, thank you. Okay, that was <laughs> the strangest start of the podcast I think we've ever had. <laughs> but weird mood today, okay. sorry. Yep. So anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I saw you on Saturday. We had the workout and wines with Jason PJ, which was just as amazing as last year. Yes. Um, if not better, I can't believe there were so many of you. It was quite intimidating, but at the same time, super exciting to be running a workout with all of you who came. So thanks for everyone who came and registered. And obviously thank you to Kiss and for Jason PJ for having us. We always love doing stuff with you guys. As much as we we're having quite a giggle there... <laughs> Um, this is actually going to be quite a serious chat. Um, today we are going over trolling and bullying, um, which is something that we're both really passionate about talking about. Um, we don't think things like this can be voiced enough or in conversation enough. Um, there's never too much information put out there. Um, and today we're going to share some stories. Uh, we're going to answer a lot of questions from the community. We wanted to get you guys super involved in this one. Um, and just, yeah, basically just chat through our own experiences and other people's experiences and, you know, ways we believe um, can help situations or reasons why things might happen, all that sort of stuff. And before we start this conversation, we do just want to let you know that there will be reference to suicide in this discussion. So if anyone wants to stop listening now, turn it off. Um, and also, if you do need help or you know someone that needs help, contact Lifeline on 131114 or the Kids Helpline on 1800 551 800. Thanks for that, Lawsy. Let's get into the chat. So, obviously, bullying has been something that's been around forever. Um, but I think nowadays with things like social media, it's gotten worse. I think it's very mm. safe to say that it's gotten much worse starting earlier, um, happening to more and more people. Um, and there's a whole nother level of emotional and mental kind of bullying uh, rather than just the physical stuff. One is not better or worse than the other, but I think because there's this whole new platform of online, um, yeah, that kind of emotional and mental bullying is definitely happening more mm, often. Because um, you can be anonymous and exactly. you could never before in person when it happens. Mm-hmm. As Steph said, it's still horrible. Mm-hmm. But online you can be anonymous, which means the dangers online are just extreme because mm-hmm. people can say whatever they want mm-hmm. with no consequences, which mm-hmm. is absolutely just so scary. So we wanted to start, as Steph said, we want to have this, have our community lead this conversation. And two of our gorgeous girls in our community have shared stories from when they experienced bullying. So we wanted to start with those stories and then go from there. So Steph, you have Bree's story. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with us and the community, Bree. Um, I just thought it was really important to share. So... He says, I experienced bullying from primary school up until I was around 18. There was a lot I went through that could have me typing for hours on end. I went from being such a happy kid to someone who faked happiness to not be a burden on my family and what little friends I had left. I was very depressed at a very young age. The bullying I received wasn't just verbal, it was mental and physical at one stage also. 
There were numerous times where I would get messages anonymously, including one telling me that my birth had been a mistake and that I need to go to the pound to be put down. Another was people pretending to be a local businessman and sending inappropriate letters to me, which my brother had to explain what they meant because I'd never heard of those terms before. I had stuff thrown at me and my car chased out of classrooms to me, locking myself in a toilet cubicle, calling mum to come and get me while the girl tried to kick down the door. And a month later, her friend shoving me against the toilet cubicle door and my locker numerous times. I was left with one good friend out of it all. He never left my side and stayed there and supported me through it. That one friend is still in my life today. I left school in year 10 and did flexible learning, which was basically external study while I completed my beauty traineeship. I even experienced mental, verbal and physical bullying from my old boss as well. I was in a very, very dark place for a long time, but with the help of my beautiful support crew around me, they'd helped me change my mindset and that is something I'll be forever grateful. My mom is an angel that kept and still keeps me going every day. I still have bad days and my anxiety flares up pretty badly, but now I'm older, I've learnt to block anything that doesn't serve me a good purpose in life. I've started to clear my social media out and only have positive people and accounts that are inspiring. Laura and Steph, you girls have been incredibly helpful with what you preach, so thank you for being positive influence in my life. I turned to exercise too, which my goodness helps so much. I learned through all this bullying how to turn a negative into a positive and I used it as motivation to be better. I'm now in my fifth year of owning my own beauty business and I seriously couldn't be more proud of the person I've become. I'm a lot stronger and happier now and I'm so glad I made it out to the other side. To anyone out there that has been bullied or is experiencing bullying, I love you and you are stronger than you think. Wow. I love that last sentence. Thank you so much, Brie, for sending that in to us. Um, And we also have one from Alex, which I'll read now. I couldn't help but share this story about myself after Laura's question post on Instagram for their podcast on bullying and trolls. It breaks my heart to see girls on here suffering from bullying, whether you have a learning disability or kids are just shit. I wanted to share how bullying shaped me in my years after school and it took me almost 10 years to break free. After years of bullying in all forms but physical, I obviously had to build up a thick skin to get through the days. Teachers weren't nearly as responsive as I hope they are now. It also affected my body image as I was called the school rat for God knows why, but even now when I look at my face profile, that's what I see. A few years ago I did a self-development course and had to share something I felt guilt or shame about. I had no idea what I was going to say and then somehow I shared that everyone in my life literally sees me as a tough one, the strong one, the friend not to mess with, don't get on her bad side, the bulldozer. And in that moment, I realised that wasn't me. What it was, was my thick skin from bullying continuing to develop and not stop into a tough shell. I'd had that tough shell on for so long, not even me or my mum knew different. I knew in that instance that I didn't want to be that person, but I also knew why it was, which was so helpful in changing my ways. I made a commitment to leave that tough shell in the room and be my beautiful, gentle and vulnerable self. I think it's important to mention that I feel like being vulnerable now as I'm older, it's a lot easier than being vulnerable at school. I hope this serves anyone in here experiencing a tough time. It's okay to develop a thick skin if you've exhausted all options, but just do not forget your gentle self inside that you are protecting. That's so beautiful. 
I think that's really special. And and both these girls obviously have been able to come out on a, a stronger side and have been able to work through it um, and recognise in themselves who they really are, um, which is awesome. But unfortunately, that's not always the case. Unfortunately, it doesn't always um, – people don't always come out mm. from the good end, um, which is something that we're obviously going to talk about in more depth today. Um, and one thing that we have actually spoken out about before, um, we were on the project mm. in the last year. It was about a year ago. Yeah. When Dolly Everett, a 14-year-old girl, uh, Australian girl, took her own life, sadly, um, because of online bullying. Um, her parents described her as a bubbly and unloving girl. Even if you look at photos of her, she just looked like such a little sweetheart. Um, and it was unfortunately something that they didn't really see, I suppose, the depth of what was going on with her and that she'd, she'd also kind of created this tough, um, Mm. shell, I suppose, um, and tried to stand up for herself a few times. Um, and unfortunately it ended up getting to her, the bullying, um, to a point where she felt like her only option was to take her own life and something that her dad tick posted on his personal Facebook page has been shared online um, and basically obviously out of the loss of their own daughter um, was obviously brave enough to to share this kind of support message. Um, basically he said that if we can help other precious lives from being lost um, and the suffering of so many, then Doll's life will not be wasted. So this family has come out and told the story um, purely to help uh, anyone else out there who might have been going through something similar to Dolly um, to talk about how unfortunately common um, this kind of online bullying is and how it can relate to something as terrible as losing a life. And we wanted to start with um, Dolly's story and Bree, your story and Alex. Uh, again, thank you for sending them in to us because we just wanted to highlight how serious bullying and online trolling and, and cyberbullying actually is. Mm. I think when you sit behind a computer screen, you do not realise, or your phone, on Snapchat or on Instagram, whatever it might be, you don't realise what you're sending and the consequences of that. So we really, I suppose, just wanted to touch on how serious it can be. And just for, for any young girls listening, we're going to go over all the techniques that we um, have implemented um, and things that we've gone through but something that was also super just, it's so upsetting that this is a thing. Um, La, when we go and do our school chats, we were speaking to a group of girls and they told us about, and I've actually gone and I looked it up. I, I don't know what the exact name was and I don't actually want to share it because in we case really anyone goes anyone. on it, I don't yeah. want to promote it in any way yep. whatsoever. But it is an anonymous sharing website basically and there's quite a few of them online mm. where you can post a picture of yourself or you can have your own page mm. and then you can get people to go on there and anonymously tell you things. Yeah. So they can say whatever they want. And basically some of the girls had it in their Instagram bios. Mm-hmm. So it was there for anyone mm-hmm. to say anything they wanted and they never, ever, ever had to own up to any consequences because mm-hmm. it was anonymous. Mm-hmm. And I can assume things like that, like I did not have that. Well, no. Either did you no. when, when we were growing up, we did not have that. So with the pressures of social media already and then with things like, I don't know if there's pressure to sign up to these pages, but it's absolutely devastating that things like this exist. 
Well, it just reminds me of things like the the um, what was the book Mean Girls? Was it the mean? What was the book called? Ah, uh, the Burn Book. The Burn Book. It reminds me of that, honestly. Like I think we, we didn't have platforms like that. I suppose when we were in high school, but what we did have in high school um, was this kind of glamorization of bullying. In that, um, when the movie Mean Girls came out, which, by the way, I can look back at now and see it for what it is, and mm. actually find it okay to watch. But at the time, um, you know, having that kind of group uh, and excluding and having all these rules and stuff around a friendship. Um, was almost cool at the time mm. and it definitely it definitely affected me in the way I treated people for sure I know um, there was groups of girls in my school um, that were literally labeled the mean girls um, because they were pretty much like that group but then no one was really better than each other because we were all kind of that excluding it was just it was purely and simply just mimicking what we thought was the, the way it was um, but having things like that burn book or whatever um, like it was almost a joke to be able mm. to hang that kind of stuff on someone is quite ridiculous that that's normal now and online and for anyone to be able to just do it as they please I just think it's ridiculous and it's funny because the only time that I've come across a website like this was years ago when my following was only at like maybe 100 so it was really mm-hmm. early 100,000 Um I Googled myself for some random reason uh, and this website came up and I do not for the life of me remember what the website was called. Probably a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. (laughs) Um, But at the time I was a new model and was really interested in like, I had massive dreams and I I was taking it very seriously. Um, And there was basically this website that had a bunch of profiles on all these different models. Um, And then I found my profile and there was all these photos of me and then all of these anonymous users writing basically all these comments on how I wouldn't go nowhere in the industry because of A, my measurements or B, my face not being symmetrical or like just all of this crazy stuff that was all purely on my physical appearance. But at the time, because that's what mattered to me because I was entering the modeling industry and that's all I cared about was my physical mm. appearance. Obviously, I wasn't in the best headspace. Reading that sort of stuff fed into that insecurity and it was like the worst thing ever I could have read. So to think that now there's young girls in high school where their friends or friends, you know, Do you want to hear the tagline for the website? (sighs) What is it? Improve your friendship by discovering your strengths and areas for improvement. Let your friends be honest. I mean, that's a joke. Like who who the heck would have ever thought? registered users. Isn't that sad? But who, who, the creator of that, how could they have possibly thought that this was going to not turn into something terrible? It was, it started for, uh, as a tool to allow employees to give anonymous feedback to bosses and colleagues. And then it rapidly became popular with teenagers around the world. That's so sad. So that is an article from The Guardian, if anyone did want to read it, about the specific app that we're not going to mention. Mm. Um, But it is so scary. And I think also with Mean Girls and things that we see now, it's kind of been translated into shows like The Bachelor. Mm. I remember... I used to watch it and then up until a few seasons ago, which we're also going to go into the bullying of bullies, which can be dangerous in itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we obviously not going to talk about who it was on the program, but there was a group of girls on The Bachelor that at some point the bullying, I, I just had to turn it off mm. because it was so manipulative mm-hmm. and it was so unfair and it was, it was the same kind of thing as Mean Girls, like a group of girls kind of teaming up on other girls mm. and while there were I suppose a time there was a bit of drama you know as it always is on The mm. Bachelor there wasn't really any direct consequences and it just scares me that 
young women are watching these or anyone in high school, hopefully no primary school kids are watching The Bachelor, um, are watching this and they're being influenced by this absolute manipulative behaviour. Yeah. And and just being so mean and thinking that that's normal. Yeah. I mean, and the thing is, is look, we also can read between the lines. We understand that shows like this are produced to make drama. We also understand that a lot of girls who go on may necessarily be going on to play that character. You know, it's not always the fact of they said the wrong thing at the wrong time and it was mm. caught on camera. A lot of it is fully, might not be scripted like word for word from the producer to the girls, but the girl, they all have an understanding of what's going on. And then what the actual show shows us, I think it's more on the responsibility of the show of how much of that was happening and that they were letting that go on and filming mm. that and then putting that on TV. I don't necessarily think it's all about the girls. Of course, at the time it's so horrible and you just like instantly in your head think, oh my mm. gosh, she's so mean. But at the same time, you have no idea what else was said. You don't know how scripted that was, all that sort of stuff. So as you said, it's just unfortunate that there was so much of that. And I've definitely seen the show changed, mm. change over the years into more of that than ever before. I think there's always been a bit of drama and a bit of he said, she said. But this was, it was, it was very much mean girls, girls ganging up on each other. Mm. And the show was always making it a thing. Um, and every episode, it was nothing to do with the guy. Like the glamorization of it. Yeah. And yeah, I just, it's so scary to know that, you know, young women have that pressure on them from social media already and then they're getting it in other, in other avenues. And as we spoke about before, bullying is so serious. It's not cool. Mm. It's the uncoolest thing in the whole world. Like Mm -hmm. being mean to someone. It's cool to be kind. Exactly. That's exactly right. And it's, it's something that should never, ever, ever be glamorized or popular people are bullies. Like it's Mm -hmm. not cool. Mm -hmm. We can't stress that enough how Mm -hmm. uncool it is to be a bully. So obviously before we go into anything else, um, I'm going to put my hand up and say that I have, I have you know, been a saint my whole life and mm-hmm. I've obviously learnt that it's cool to be kind. I wasn't always um, the kindest person. I, was, I wouldn't have classified myself, uh, I hope, to no one out there as a bully. Um, but as I said before, that kind of excluding and um, bitchy behaviour that was almost made normal by things like Mean Girls was definitely something that, that I played out or mm. that I acted out. Um, I had that in primary school. Yeah. Our group was like that in primary school. Yeah. Which you look back on it now, I'm like, oh my goodness, It was like literally so like, mean. you're not my friend anymore. You know, like that sort of petty stuff, but you never know how that can really affect mm. someone. Um, and I remember there was also other times where I was getting bullied and I thought at the time that my... Um, my way of doing that was basically putting it back on the bully and then bullying them back. You know, I got detentions. I got a detention one day for calling a guy Bucktooth, um, but it was because he was mean to me. So I thought it was okay to just go ahead and say something mean about his appearance or whatever. Of course, I've learned that mm-hmm. that is never the way to um, to deal with a bully. Um, but unfortunately, I think there's these things as you're younger that you learn in yourself um, and everything like that. And it's uh, obviously I'm, I'm happy to say that I've come to a point where I understand that's not how you deal with it. Um, so I think it's important to um, also look back on yourself and the way that you might have treated some people. Um, I think the only way you can change the person is to realise what you're doing is wrong um, because that's the thing is bullies don't even know they're bullying sometimes. Mm. There is obviously the the bullies out there who know exactly what they're doing and their their aim is to hurt someone. And Especially trolls, trolls. Yep. Yeah. Uh, trolling is like an extreme online type of bullying, which is usually anonymous. People yep. don't know you. Yeah. And they feel power from putting other people down. Yep. Yeah. Whereas bullies usually know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, and sometimes bullying can come from a place of insecurity um, themselves. You know, sometimes people are under the impression that if they're feeling down on themselves or something's going wrong in their life, they're putting someone else down to their level might make them feel better. Mm. Um, so yeah, you really never know what's going on in someone else's life. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's what we're all <laughs> that's what we're talking about today. So for you, how do you deal with? bullying if you've ever been through it or even more so for you I suppose it would be trolling because Mm. most of the people that comment on your photos or for example in that community that you were talking about before that was anonymous Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you deal with it well back so when when I was reading stuff like that that I said before um when so much of my opinion on myself um was around my physical appearance and you know all my insecurities were on my physical appearance and all that sort of stuff that um always hit a, a soft spot whenever I got either a comment or a DM or saw a website like that, which um, critiqued me on my physical appearance, mm. especially if it was an insecurity of mine, really hurt. Um, and it was very hard to forget those kind of comments. It's almost like if you think of yourself in one way, say, for example, when I was growing up, I thought my hips and my thighs were too big to do modeling. Mm. Um, if someone then said, oh, her thighs are way too big for modelling, then obviously I'm going to be, oh, my God, I'm not the only one thinking it. And then it just plays on. Exactly. Um, So that used to bother me and it was really hard to cut that out. Um, Really, I just, it's the same kind of way I deal with the different kind of comments now is surrounding yourself with supportive people who Mm. obviously set the motion straight. Um, I've always just kind of blocked and deleted anyone, um, particularly if it, um, becomes a little bit more than just one nasty comment. You know, if people start arguing on the same post and mm. people try and stand up for me and it just becomes this big debate or if they've said something about someone else and not about me, then I'll just instantly block and delete that person. Now it's a bit different. I We wanted to write down some things, you know, the mm. worst things that people have said to us online. And I was saying to Laura earlier, it's interesting for me because it's changed quite a lot. You know, back in the day, um, I would get those kind of, you know, blunt people that would just say things about my physical appearance. And I think nowadays, because I'm more in that health and fitness space and less in the modeling space, um, I I suppose because I've put myself in this area of calling myself a a positive influence or anything like that, or a bit of a role model, um, people then put you up to this different expectation. It's got nothing to do with your physical appearance, Mm. but it's got all about, you know, the things that you post about, what you support, your beliefs, your morals, all that sort of stuff. Um, which almost hurts more when yeah. someone disagrees with something that you believe in um, because the th- kind of differences that I get now is that, oh, well, apparently I shouldn't be um, a body positive person because wh- how can I do that when I'm a size eight girl mm. um, or that, you know, there's no way they'd let their little girl look up to me because I post swimwear photos, all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um And things like that bother me because all I've ever tried to do on my page, well, A, other than be myself, Mm. is try and do something positive. Um, And so I think those kind of comments bother me, but I've also grown a skin where it's not necessarily a thick skin that's not me. It's definitely still who I am. But I'm so confident now in what we do and what we push and Mm. and what we try and do online with our following that it doesn't bother me as much unless I'm having a terrible day. And, you know, like any little comment is going to get to me. I've grown to um, deal with it by 
again, talking to people who were super supportive um, mm. and bringing me back up and also rereading over super sweet things that have been written written to me, I think is a, a really good thing. Like, you know, it's it's really hard sometimes when one comment out of 100 seems to really bother you. Mm. You almost forget about the other 99 and then it's not until that I bring myself back and I'm like, well, hang on, you know, she might have disagreed with what you're posting about, but look at all these other people that are, mm. you're apparently helping or that are thanking you for doing that. It's like, well, just focus on them because you're obviously helping some people. Mm. So that's kind of how I deal with it now and how it's changed for me and and um, I suppose how trolling happens for me. It's still hard though. I moment. think that oh. even though we, you know, we say that we try not to let it get to us, there's still things that well, I hope you don't mind me asking. Like no. the other day, I know you told me that you, you thought you were fine mm. and you felt really confident mm-hmm. about what we were doing. <laughs> and then you went and read a review mm-hmm. and it all went, it all came back. Yep. So sometimes it can be so hard while we want to block those negative thoughts out. Yeah, absolutely. When people push on your insecurities. Oh, yeah. It's really, really hard to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing is like the, you never know what's going through someone's mind and you never know what's going um, on in their life. So Mm. someone might be having a very, very emotional, terrible day. Something horrible might've happened in their life or they might just be having an emotional day. And then you say something that completely takes a dig at something that's been a strong insecurity in their life. Of course, that's going to bother them. That's Mm. like almost impossible to not let that bother you. Um, But I think, I mean, it's important to say I'm not sitting here being, you know, woe is me. I understand how uh, I suppose fortunate I am to be in the position that I am with um, a strong influence and everything. And I totally understood going into it that, you know, with more following and opening up to being public and not being private, this sort of thing is going to happen. Um, I suppose I still don't and will never, ever see myself as a celebrity. But what I'm about to say is back in the day when I started Instagram, mm. the only people who I saw got openly online bullied by trolling accounts were celebrities. Mm. And even back then I kind of thought, well, they're probably not even reading it or I didn't really think anything of it. And it wasn't until I started getting these things that I was like, I don't necessarily sit there and read every single comment, but seeing stuff like that is that would affect anybody. And I've 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 been so I've met someone who is incredibly well known and famous, and getting to know her was um, quite interesting because she opened up to me about the stuff that gets said about her online and everything. And her way of dealing with a lot of it is to never read any news articles, never read anything online about her. She never looks at any of the magazines, deliberately doesn't like go down that aisle in the shops or anything like that. She never wants to know about any of it. You know, one day I sent her um, a magazine cover that was in Australia because it was calling her pregnant or something. She just looked a little bit bloated. And I just was like, oh my God, how do you put up with this? She said, you know, I appreciate you don't send me this sort of stuff because I deliberately... That's how she deals with it. You know, Mm. she doesn't know what people are saying about her. Well, as much as she tries to, I'm sure there's parts where she can't really not see things like if they're commented or she might be listening to the radio and it might just pop on, you know, you can't always dodge it. But that was her way of dealing with it because she is still that sensitive, real human being. We're human beings. So like there's going to be days where certain things are said and they're going to be affected by that. And we're all exactly the same. It doesn't matter Mm. how many followers you have, how famous or how not famous you are um tully actually a good friend of ours tully smith has a blog and she wrote one um called enough and it was a really good blog post on 
I suppose, online bullying and even like what articles like what articles mm. from from certain online published publications can say about you know people in the limelight or famous people if you want to say that um and she was going over some tweets that had been said and all this sort of stuff and it was crazy because people feel like they as you said earlier can be so blunt and so mm. rude online because they're anonymous um but she wrote a really good sentence and i really wanted to share it She basically said, whether you're tweeting Taylor Swift or Jess from school, your words matter. Um, And basically what I think she meant by that is exactly what I just said. Everybody is human and has insecurities and feelings and it doesn't matter who you're tweeting about or who you're messaging and bullying online. Um, You can really, really hit a heartstring Mm. and you can really, really affect that person. So as you always talk about laws, you've really got to think about the consequences of your actions, which a lot of people don't necessarily mm. think through before they write something online. I always say, yeah, if if you send something online, think of if you receive that yourself, how would you feel? And that's mm. obviously how the other person is going to feel. And if that is going to make them, you know, upset for three days, if it's going to make them harm themselves, if it's going to make them question who they are, are you ready to be solely responsible for that mm. and face the consequences? And I hope that every single person says no. Mm. And I think that one thing that is really important with, you know, if you are writing things online or tagging your friends in someone's photo and and, and saying things that just in case they read their comments, there might be a big celebrity or whatever it might be, as you said, mm. just don't do it because mm. they're real, you know, everyone is a real person. Mm. And just because they, you know, have more than, I felt personally once I got more than 10,000 followers is mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I started getting like really random yeah. trolling. Yeah. Because it's like people forget you're a real person. Mm-hmm. And then then what, you know, what's happened this week, there's a big YouTuber that had a falling out with another YouTuber. I don't really know much about it, but all I've seen on Instagram is all of these memes and they are so mean mm-hmm. and and it's saying things like this YouTuber's career is in the bin and all their subscribers are leaving them. And I just think that obviously I don't know what happened and maybe, you know, I assume that this person made a mistake. But mm-hmm. no matter what mistake this person made... I don't think anyone mm. it's anyone can can be okay like he's made one mistake and obviously people he's in the public eye so people watch everything that he does mm. and you know that's the way that it is but to kind of deal with your career going down the fact that you made the mistake and then not even being able to go online because all you see is people making fun of you mm-hmm. and and kind of dehumanizing you mm-hmm. I I can't imagine what what they'd be going through no no, it's basically their whole life um, that's disappearing for them, and and as ridiculous as for other people's amusement, other, yeah, literally. And other people might sit there and think, oh, you know, it's like if Instagram people make jokes about Instagram, mm. you know, leaving one day, and what would happen to all the influencers or yes. anything. It's really not something to joke about, you know, because for some people, whether you might think it's ridiculous or not, it becomes their career, it becomes their livelihood, Mm. it's a massive part of who they are. And so if they get so much fulfilment and joy out of something and then that turns around and flips to the opposite, like you can imagine how shaky and shocking that would be to Mm. their life. Um, And as you said, you just wouldn't even be able to go online. And I think that's where... (sighs) in the past and it's half the reason why I don't really have a comment here that I can share with you guys and say this is what someone has said to me in the past when I see something that's really bad I delete it because half the time what happens is people will then see that comment either comment on the comment or they'll go to that person's profile and they think that they're standing up for me 
And sometimes they are. Sometimes they are just being really supportive and saying really nice things. But other times they're actually just being just as bad as the bully and mm. being quite rude and picking on this person because they think, okay, well, if they're going to pick on Steph, then I'm going to pick on them. That's absolutely not what I would ever want anyone mm. to do. And it's the same sort of situation as this. This guy's obviously made a mistake. Someone has then come out and, and said that this mistake was made. And then now everyone, there's this massive backlash and, and people are making memes and commenting bad things and all this sort of stuff. You're sending people to bully someone basically mm. um and so i don't know i think if you're a fault fo- if you're a, if you've got a lot of followers out there and feel listening and you're an influencer or whatever a celebrity or whatever <laughs> i wonder if we have any celebrities <laughs> listening <Hopefully Well>. not. <laughs> um this it depends what you classify as celebrity um but i think it's important to remember that you know as much as you might sometimes get a bit of a kick out of someone getting, you know, what they might have asked for by if they write something mean to you, then someone says something mean to them. It's like, yeah, well, they deserve it. I don't know if they always do. And you're lowering to the level. So instead of kind of, instead of like going along with it or sharing it, just be the bigger person and not do it. And I found myself the hardest thing with any trolling comments Mm. or things that come through is especially the hardest thing for me has been through the podcast because we've spoken about this. I think it's because on Instagram, someone comments on a photo and your physical appearance, it's kind of like, eh, like I'm totally mm-hmm. yep, unattached. fine with that now, yep. totally disconnected. Mm-hmm. But, and also I'm like, oh, they can't really judge me because they've just, you know, they're just judging me on a photo. So I, they don't know me. But after someone listens to us for like, you know, an hour or half an hour, whatever it might be, and then they write something, that gets to me. And for sure. it's crazy because when we started this, and we're not going to stop, like, no way. Yes. When we, Sorry. When we, when we started, the, and that's why obviously where you come in and you help me so much, but I think it's, we when you're nervous to start something, um, because, you know, we, as we said, we're not, I don't know what a professional podcaster is, but we're not one. Um and you already have a few insecurities about doing something and then people play on those insecurities, mm-hmm. as you said, and you kind of question who you are and then you question, you know, your self-worth and if you're good enough and then I get these thoughts in my head, like, you know, that's it, like we shouldn't be doing this, like who, who are we to think that we can? And it's like imagine if every thought in your life mm. was you held back on everything that you did because – you know, you were worried of what other people would think. And, and that's where it can be really dangerous and where bullying, I think, can even if it's happened to you when you're younger, it can affect you when you're older mm-hmm. because I feel like you're always questioning mm-hmm. yourself. And no matter what, I still have those. It's, it's like with this podcast, I have these, these pressure points mm-hmm. that if people push them, I'm like, that's it. I'm not good enough. I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Yeah. But you absolutely should. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, it's one of I those know. things. I know, and, I know. And but then by what I found the way to deal with it is talking about it. I talk to you about it, and you literally yell at me for reading reviews. Like actually, wow, then, I'm not aggressive. No, no, no. It. Like in a in a funny yellow way, like Laura. Yeah, like, like that. Stop, stop. Um, and then we talk through it, and and then as you said again, another thing is you know for us it's different. Obviously, we can go. We've had positive reviews, so it's lovely to read that. But yeah. I think if you can actually, what I find by applying that in with bullying, for example, is to go and speak to people that value you, mm-hmm. people in your life, like your family or your, you know, your mom or your dad or your brother or your sister or a close friend. Um, you know, as Bree said, that one friend that, that she had mm-hmm. that, um, helped her that helped her through it, speak to them and also write down things. And this helps me and I still do this. I write down like what I value myself. Mm-hmm. And so when I start questioning my self-worth, I can go back to that list. Mm-hmm. And we well, this is the activity we do in schools and it seems so silly mm. But if you just write down 
what you value about yourself, mm-hmm. you can always go back to that list because that's never going to change. Yeah, yeah, and, and it shouldn't change. Exactly, and don't you know? Don't never remove it, something exactly from one of those right lists. because you've read something. But it's crazy how much you can question yourself from mm. one comment that with someone that probably didn't mean it, and they, you know, most of the time, bullies say what they want to because of their own insecurities. And that's where it comes from. It's because they, you know, there might be it might be jealousy, or they might want to make you feel bad about yourself, or they want to get, you know, they want people to laugh at them at school. Um, and that's where it's really unfair because their comments and and anyone that's listening that has ever, you know, has ever done anything to bully anyone, just should remember that you know your comments can affect people for a very long time mm. after mm-hmm. the initial comment. So to really again think about those consequences. I heard once there's this, I don't know, it's like a, it's a short sentence saying, but it's basically like when we're strictly talking about someone's physical appearance, right? Don't make a comment unless it's something they can change within 10 seconds. So like, for example, if someone has food in their teeth or a tag dag or like their hair might be falling out of their ponytail or whatever, they're obviously things that Mm. aren't going to affect someone too much and they can change them. If someone can't change something about themselves, you shouldn't be making a comment. Mm. Um, And we also want to say on here as well, it is not that we are not open to criticism. We are absolutely always open to criticism. We are not perfect, but it has to be constructive. I mean, some of the feedback um, responses we've gotten on on both things like our podcast or YouTube or even on Instagram sometimes, um, they're not constructive at all. They're Mm. literally just taking personal digs at us. They're saying things that they know are probably going to hurt our feelings. Um, It's just not helpful for anyone. I mean, what's that old saying that like my mum taught me was to not say anything at all. If you had nothing nice to say, don't (laughs) say anything at all. Like I feel like everyone was brought up on that, but Mm. in what time did we suddenly decide that, no, we can forget about that saying and just say whatever we want. I think lately in the last couple of years even, with Instagram and social media, everyone is becoming extremely um, opinionated, which is not always a bad thing. I think everybody absolutely, you know, should be able to feel like they can think whatever they want and believe in what they want to do and have their own morals and everything. You do not have to be a sheep. You do not have to Mm. follow someone else's footsteps or do anything that you don't want to do. But in saying that, I feel like you can be opinionated in a way that's not rude and mean and terrible to someone else you know there's things that I might think of someone but I know for a fact that that's not something I should ever say Mm. out loud or say to that person um, no matter how much I might dislike them or what they've done to me because I understand that you can really hurt someone by doing that I understand that that is now what I would classify Mm. on the bullying Um, so I think it's just about understanding that difference between constructive criticism Mm. and just being mean exactly So I think what we'll do now is we'll go through some of the questions that we got from you guys from the community. Um, and who should we start with? How about Georgie? Okay, cool. So Georgie's question, should you retaliate to bullying or let them walk over you? That's a really tough one. I think yeah. it depends definitely on, on the, the situation. situation. But I think sometimes, unfortunately, especially at school, if you retaliate to a bully, especially if it's physical bullying, mm-hmm. it, that's going to harm your safety. Like that's yeah. something that, I mean, it has to, it depends on the situation. But I think the the biggest thing that you should do if you are being affected by bullying, and this is something that if you listen to our podcast last week, when Steph and I, with our mums, we mm-hmm. were both going through things and they, they didn't know because we didn't tell them yeah. and you're masking it. And things with like bullying, being bullied is... Um, 
is it, in some ways you might feel embarrassed because you feel that you're being targeted, you know, all the things they're saying might be true and, and that's embarrassing, but it's not, obviously all the things they're saying are not true and you mm-hmm. should not be embarrassed about it. And so it's their problem, not yours. Exactly. Obviously don't retaliate to them and give them, I think they want satisfaction. So try not to give that to them, but then go and talk to your mum about it, mm-hmm. your teacher. And if your teacher is not responsive to it, mm-hmm. take it to another teacher because they should be, but mm-hmm. speak to someone, an, an adult or some, you know, someone in your life who you can learn from and mm-hmm. talk to. Mm-hmm. That That's what I would do. Oh, absolutely. Because I think, I mean, something that changed in my personality growing up in primary school, I was definitely that person who retaliated and just, you know, like someone said something mean, I'd say something back. And I just thought that was the way to be. Mm-hmm. And then in high school, I learnt not to do that but then there was a stage where I would be super emotional when something would happen and that was almost giving them exactly the reaction that they wanted and I learnt in myself in certain situations obviously this doesn't go for everything that to act like it didn't affect me and almost to fake it till I made it made me feel a lot more comfortable with that situation Mm -hmm. there was times where I was um, extremely insecure Um, there was this one week at school that I did not want to be there Um, and at the start of the week I was showing that emotion and I was feeling really down and like, and like everyone was attacking me, even though they weren't, you know, I was just feeling really vulnerable. And then a couple of days later, my friend was like, why are you letting them bother you so much? Like just ignore it and it'll go away. And by midweek I started to ignore people or I would not laugh along, but I'd almost be like, yeah, it's okay. It doesn't bother me anymore. And as soon as I stopped caring the issue floated away. It was mm. like, there, it, wasn't, it wasn't fun anymore because I didn't care anymore. So part of me really learned that sometimes you just got to give them nothing, which is why half the time I just delete comments now or mm. don't want to retaliate. There is times when obviously you just really want to write back to someone. I think that mm. actually might be a question. Um, was some, Did someone ask yeah, us they about, did. yeah, if you, oh, here we go. Kate, Kate asked us if you ever feel like writing back and making a point, you know, even if, if it means that you'll fall um, to their level and everything. So yes, there is absolutely times where I really want to write back and make a point. And sometimes I do. Sometimes I just feel so passionate about something that I'm like, no, no, no I really need to write back to this person and make them understand. It their level. No, it depends either. how you write back. Exactly. You're not writing back. They're saying you have ugly hair. You say, well, you have uglier hair. Of yeah. course not. You're writing, you're actually, usually they're attacking something that yes. you've personally done and you're justifying why exactly. you did that. So I think it's okay to write back or to respond to a bully but just not to go down to their level of being cruel. Yeah, exactly. Mm. What about Al has a really great question. Peer pressure, mm. bystanders and bystanding bullying. Oh, absolutely. What are the effects of that? Yeah, because there's some people who say, you know, if you are, are seeing something happen, you know, and you leave it and you don't do anything about it, some people say you're almost as bad as the bully. Now, I don't necessarily agree with that. Because the same believe- thing in our legal system. <laughs> if, I doing, if you know something about it and not saying it, you you still can get in trouble for exactly. it. Exactly. I mean, if I suppose it really depends on the person's level of confidence. Mm. Um, and if they're a person themselves that might even get bullied or whatever, they might be too scared to step in thinking that it's just going to, if it's not that person, then it's going to be me. Yeah. But I think it is super important to go to someone else and and mention that something's been happening. If you've seen someone get bullied, absolutely speak up about it to someone else. Um, I think you can always go to that person and see if they're okay. Might mm. not necessarily be at that moment of time. If you're too worried for yourself or whatever, if you don't want to step in at that second, definitely follow that person up and put yourselves in their position. If 
I was getting attacked or something and I saw someone watching it and then they didn't come up to me later, I would be like, oh, well, they obviously don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like just put yourself in their shoes. You, mm-hmm. If you actually do feel something for them, then definitely say something to them and then call it up. Tell the teachers or the parents or whatever. Um, you don't always have to step in, I think, and do something right there and then or step in and, and do say something straight to the bully. I don't think you always have to be that confident. Mm. Amazing if you are that person and and it works out. That's incredible. But um, it, it is a very, very big thing to be able to do. But if you, I feel like if that happened in the workplace, because I know a lot of friends that are bullied in their workplace, mm. and it, the, it's, I hear these stories and I just think these are grown. It's usually like my friends have, the ones that I have spoken to have been bullied by other women in the workplace mm. that might be, want their job or mm-hmm. um, might be intimidated by them. And I cannot believe that, you know, I'm like, these are grown adult women mm. and they're making these comments about you. But in that situation, and I've been in it before, what I would do is actually say, if someone starts a really mean conversation or mm. if someone says, oh my God, did just say random name, Kelly. Mm. Oh my God, did you see what Kelly did yesterday? Um, you know, she's so bad at her job. Mm. Turn around and say, the thing, if you don't give that person what they want, yep. you can turn around and say, oh, really? I thought she did an okay job or, oh, that's, you know, that's not really our place to say. And they will feel so embarrassed, yep. swallow their words and never bring it up again. It reminds me of that ad that's on TV about the guy who's on the phone to his girlfriend and he's being really violent and aggressive with the way he speaks to her domestic violence and he makes it a joke with his mates but then his mates kind of that's not cool man like don't you shouldn't speak like that and he you can see he awkwardly sits there Mm. like well that's awkward but of course that was a scene that was made up but that absolutely can happen Mm -hmm. exactly what you said if someone's put back in their place as to like what you're saying isn't exactly constructive and and whatever they're going to feel awkward about it especially as an adult because Mm -hmm. I think as kids I don't know sometimes you don't have obviously they're just not mature enough to process things but adults have the understanding and Mm -hmm. if if someone is in especially in workplace bullying is very very common if you just stick up for your friend or Mm -hmm. whoever they're speaking about they won't that is honestly for the person that made the rude comment the most embarrassing situation to be in because they're going to be like hang on I'm a grown woman and I'm making childish comments about someone yeah and I shouldn't be so I think that's in that situation I think definitely speak up if you're on the sidelines yeah and I, I suppose when you're not on the sidelines so we've got a question from Natalie um regarding workplace bullying and she's asked, you know, how to avoid bullying in the workplace when the leadership team aren't doing mm. anything about it, which is which is a really tough one because absolutely there should definitely be things in place or a leadership team should totally understand that it is um, sometimes totally up to them to make sure that everything is fine. Um, obviously, my first thing would be to always bring things to their attention. Mm-hmm. If they're then not doing anything about it, um, I mean, that's super unfortunate. Um, and if you're the one being bullied, I hope that you have supportive people in your workplace and that it isn't a, you know, a situation where you're feeling cornered by everyone in the workplace. I mean, if that's the situation, I'd almost leave the place, but that's not always the answer either. Mm. I'm absolutely not saying, you know, you have to quit your job if, if you're feeling cornered, but that is a tough one mm, because definitely. I don't know. I mean, as, as, leadership teams ourselves you know we have people who um, work with us in a big team and if anything was to happen I would hope that they would come to Mm. us um, and talk to us about it and we would manage it all together as Mm. a team but yeah I don't know it's a it's a really tough one definitely and they actually what's really really interesting is we do have a lot of questions about bullying in the workplace so it's obviously a lot more common Mm. than 
then I think you, I, I originally thought, and also I think one of the very common questions that's come through is how to move on from comments and things that happened to you when you were younger, Mm. if they're affecting your career or how you, so basically, obviously, as we spoke about before, bullying bullying can affect your Mm self-worth, which might translate into Mm. how you feel about yourself when you're older. Yep. So what would you say to that? What would be your advice? Well, I think, as you said before, being able to focus on the things that you value in yourself um, and being able to acknowledge your traits, your positive traits or things that make you great. You can understand those things um, as an adult. You may still have insecurities that you've held on to since you were a little, uh, since you were a kid or since you were bullied. Um, And no one really walks this earth without insecurities, Mm. but there is ways of focusing more on what you love about yourself um, that can bring up that confidence um, than when you focus on the negative. And that, again, it's that, it's that same exercise we get the girls to do at school. Um, whenever I felt like things were really getting to me and comments were really getting to me because they were playing on those insecurities, even as an adult, um, I have to tell myself things that are great about myself and mm. that like I really value in myself and then the confidence comes back. And I think that's probably the best and most simplest way that you can help yourself that doesn't re- rely on anybody else's opinions. And I think something else that might help, sometimes I've done this in my head, is any negativity or things. You can kind of use it as fuel, not, don't, you know, because bullying makes you angry. It makes you so angry. And obviously don't use that anger to go back at the person, but it can almost fuel you to, you know, want to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if someone says to you, you will never get anywhere or you're not good enough to do that. Use the energy that they are driving to you while it's negative. You know, translate that, try and translate that into positive energy and use that as your driver. Like this person said, I'm never going to get there, but I am and I can because this person, this random person from school doesn't define what your career can be. They Mm. have nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. And so not letting them hold you back and just yeah rechanneling that energy if it's possible because you get so angry when people put you down mm. and so if you can rechannel that into drive to prove them wrong I think that's well that's empowering for me you've done that in the past yeah <laughs> can you tell I can tell you're very passionate <laughs> no but I know you have yeah and what are, do you think there's some self-care things that that help for you do you have things that you do when you're just having one of those days where someone has said something you know if you've had maybe if you had a really hard day at work or at school, what could people do to make to make themselves feel better? Things they could do for themselves. Yeah, I mean, other than what we've already gone through about complimenting yourself well, and all that sort of yes. stuff. I, for me, if I need to get out of my head, I like to lose myself in something that I love doing um, that's got nothing to do with what that thing was. For example, I like making Christmas cards. I like drawing. <laughs> I like watching old Disney movies, you know, random things like that that are nostalgic to me or um, that just kind of make me lose track of time. If I'm ever stuck in my head or something's ever bothering me and making me feel super sad and emotional, I'll just do something that usually makes me feel really happy and lost. Um, and I usually at the end of that kind of forget about what happened or I'm in a totally different mindset that it doesn't bother me as much. Mm. So that's something I, I also like to do. Or watch it. I like to watch happy movies. Yeah. Movies that make me happy. Feel good stuff. Or for me or running or something like that. But mm. just make sure you have things that you know you can do if you are feeling down. It, like not expensive things, just easy things that yeah. you can kind of do at any time to make you feel better. So you mentioned that you have used 
um, some comments about not being able to do things in the past, you know, drive you to doing those things and proving them wrong and, and building your confidence. Um, other than that, have you had any comments that have been just directed at you and you say now the physical stuff doesn't get you mm. down? But maybe say some of the, actually if you've got any on the top of your head or the, t- the tip of your tongue um, that come to mind of some of those silly physical things that have been said to you that I know that you've actually written back to some of them and said, mm. just so you know that I have read this. Um, and sometimes these kind of comments can really bother people. Luckily, I it's not going to bother me today, um, but just letting you know. And I think that's nice um, because it's kind of acknowledging that you're a real human being. And a lot of the time they feel so awkward about mm. it because half the time they haven't even meant to send it to you. Mm. But w- even out loud, just so people can understand how ridiculous some of the stuff that we get is, if you have any at the top of your head, what is something been said to you before? I used to get a lot about how big my nose was. <laughs> I mean, I have a squidgy nose. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm almost jealous of how flexible it is. <laughs> She's always pushing it down. <laughs> um, about I used to get, and that's something that always used to play in my mind, that I didn't have like a proper fit body to like have a, you know, be a voice in health and fitness because mm. I didn't have, you know, a six pack or a really toned tummy. Um, that was annoying. I think that was mm. that was probably the main one that used to get to me. And I can't remember the exact wording because, as you said, like I'm the same. I just try to get it out of my head. Yeah. Um, the nose one I just laughed about. I've never ever yeah. been self-conscious yeah, about good. my nose. Okay, so it was good. never an insecurity that I, I that kind of made me upset. But the, the body one was one at the time. Okay, yeah. So for that reason, I just tried to get it out of my head. But, yeah, yeah for me now, it's just when quite people, you know, things that, people said the podcast is boring and Mm. lackluster and other mean things and that is their things that you know they don't they're not even I mean while some people that might they might be like well they're they're entitled to their opinion and it's Mm -hmm. not serious bullying in any way whatsoever Mm -hmm. but it's funny again you never know what insecurities people have Mm -hmm. and how much a small comment can impact them yeah I think it's really really important I don't know how many times we can repeat this um to say today is before you type something and put it online, really, really think about it because even if that post isn't there forever or whatever, that person will more likely than not see it Mm. and you have no idea how it could affect that person, whether they're Kim Kardashian or they're someone from school, you have Mm. no idea. Um, So I think it's super, super important. I just don't understand why it still happens to the degree that it does today. Mm. I don't understand how people can feel so, I don't know what's going on in their life to make them think that that is totally okay to say things like that. But um, I think that's the important thing is also if you are getting bullied online and if it's by anonymous people who you have no idea who these people are and they're just commenting on your thing other than blocking and deleting them, ways of not letting that bother you is just reminding yourself that they don't know you You know, it's not someone that is a close friend or something saying these mean things. I have no idea who you are. They're literally just saying things. And it's always, well, usually coming from a place of their own insecurity. um, And you never know what's going through someone else's mind. So as often, I mean, sorry, often it feels horrible getting that kind of comment um, and being bullied. But it's something that my mum, I suppose, she kind of touched on this Mm. in the last episode, um, that she doesn't always retaliate or it doesn't always affect her because she instantly assumes that something's going on in their life. You know, she's instantly always thinking like, well, this person's obviously got something going on. I'm not going to let their words hurt me or someone else because it's 
it's not like that's not where it's coming from mm. or whatever. So I think that's something to really learn from. I think that we all can do that um, and all remember that um, our words matter and um, not matter, sorry. <laughs> they mean something more than what you always think. You might think that saying something to Laura's nose is completely harmless, and luckily it is because it's not <laughs> totally what it's come at me. <laughs> <laughs> but you have no idea. She could be sitting there for years hating that part of yeah. her body, and you could have ticked something like it did for me back in the day when people would talk about my thighs or my birthmark or all this stuff that used to bother me. Um, really, really hurt that person. So I know we're probably sounding like a bit of a broken record today, but I think it can't be spoken about enough. Mm. Um, and I think anyone out there with a platform who can talk about this sort of thing, do it. I think bullying is something that we all have to openly talk about. Um, it's there. It's not something to ignore because it's there and it's it's not going anywhere right now. We need to make sure that it is somewhat going away um, if we can. But I think if you can talk about it, talk about it, talk about your experiences, make sure people understand Um why it's not okay in any way that you can, please. <laughs> and also if anyone is going through any situation yeah. at the moment where they are being bullied, don't let anyone else tell you what your self-worth is. And mm-hmm. I know it's much easier said than, than kind done. of, yeah, yeah, than done, but you are in charge of how you value yourself. Don't let someone else's insecurity or jealousy or whatever it might be question you, make you question yourself and who you are and what your self worth is because you get to decide that no one no one else does mm-hmm. and should and do speak to someone about it there it's not embarrassing it should never be embarrassing if you are being bullied that's mm-hmm. embarrassing for the bully not for you absolutely so talk to someone about it it's so important we can't stress that enough and we and our community are always here for everyone. Yeah. Um, there is always going to be someone there. I feel like a lot of people often think that they are alone in a situation um, when you're in fact not alone. Uh, so please never feel that way. Um, again, if you or someone that you know needs any help, contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or Kids Helpline on 1800 551 800. We really hope that this chat today um well, I'm sure it's resonated with quite a lot of you seeing mm. as a lot of you kind of put in and thank you for driving our our chat today, girls. We, um, we really wanted to include you because, I mean, bullying is, is something that happens to everyone um, and it's real evident in that because the amount of comments and questions mm. that we got was, uh, well, kind of shocking. So it's obviously evident in so many ways, whether it's the workplace or school, um, whether it's in friendships or trolling online. Um, so it's definitely something we wanted to chat about and we hope you guys enjoyed the chat. Um, and if you want to hear more about this sort of stuff, we've definitely got a couple of people in mind that we might come on, um, sorry, that we might ask to come on and talk about their own kind of experiences. Uh, sometimes being open and honest about this sort of stuff and going through, you know, people's stories, which is why we had the girls' stories at the very start, um, is really eye-opening um, and really makes you realise how serious this sort of stuff is. So if it is something that you'd like us to talk more about, we are so open to that. Mm. We, as, as again, we said at the very start, cannot be spoken about enough. Um, but, yeah, if you would like to hear more from either of us, you can check out our other podcast episodes and we would really love it if you could subscribe. It's super, super helpful and supports us. And then you can also find us at Keep It Cleaner on Instagram or Laura.Henshaw and Steph Claire Smith. That's everything. That's everything. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you again to Alex and Bree for sending through the stories so we could share them at the start. 
We love you all. You're all loved and you're not alone.